Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey, I'm Andy Cohen, here with my co-host, John Hill. Hey, John. Hello, sir. Hi, dear. You know, John, it's our last week before summer vacation, although we'll have fresh podcasts for the next few weeks. We had a busy week this week. We also had a conversation with Eric McCormick that from Will and Grace that wound up being really emotional. I yes, roller coaster. I, Surprise. Yeah, I don't think I expected Eric McCormick to make me cry, but it happened. John is in Los Angeles. How is it in LA, John? I don't even know what day it is. I don't know where I am, but I think it's good. Oh, she's upset. That's because you flew back yesterday yeah. to epic the trip. West Coast after a like I'm going to say 3 weeks on the East Coast. A- a little over three weeks. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, it was like the well, Lady Gaga sh- club, another club, club, another club. That was like <laughs> my journey. It really was. You really hit all the gay destinations, didn't you? Yeah, in- including your beach house. Including my beach house. And now, yeah. I'm heading back to the city today. What will I find in my apartment waiting for me? Any kind of <laughs> mess? Anything you need to tell me about? No mess, but one thing to tell you about. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. But, uh, what I mean, room? Your your bedroom. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is it, Listen, it was what? Well, I noticed that my the the curtain pull was really fraying yes. last time I was there. Did Pete like no. chew Pete, it all up? He, he has he has one tooth. Uh, the uh, it is that though. It how oh. it's like this fraying part of this. Okay, the long string, and he has very okay. nice horizontal blinds. Uh, that I guess you don't ever use because you just draw the shade. Correct. Right. I didn't figure that out. I figured you just pulled it because it's literally the shade. So I pulled oh, it. Oh, so were you the, um, pull- using the blinds as well? Well, well, yeah, because, I mean, I didn't really know. They, they're there. Okay. Right. So you pull them to raise them and lower them at night. I did. <laughs> I think right. I asked you at one point. You're like, whatever. They're the blinds. Um, and Doesn't sound yeah. like well, me. 
Yeah. So well, I'll what pull happened? The back up. The um. Oh, that, oh, she that. has receipts. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, boy. The, it's, the, it's a reunion first, show, everybody. The first time I used it, I remember thinking, this doesn't seem quite right. Because also okay. you have an orchid in front of them, and if you were to, and it hits the orchid, I'm like, what, yes. what does he use? And you're like, but there's a black. I just a, used a the secret. blackout curtain. Yeah. Okay. Right, but it's hidden behind these massive blinds that, anyway. So, um. They're fine. Everything's intact, but that one string that was fraying, and it was worse than the time I than when I was there last. Um, it disintegrated, so there's like half half, half that string came off. Okay, you'll see. How did it destroy pull- itself under your watch? I, I mean, I pulled it. I pulled it, and in my hand, the, it was hanging by a literal oh, thread. God. You can take okay. a picture of it. Well, I, no, I don't want to take a picture yeah. of it. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, good things await my return. Something to the city. that was all, something that was already incredibly broken. Just kind no, of I think somehow. Itself. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> point fingers, but I actually think you accelerated the issue. No, last time I was there, I was like, "This is problematic," so I stopped touching them. And then this time, okay. I was, I was like, "Wow, they've gotten so much worse. Maybe yes. it is just keep using these." And so I no, tried it once. Have never touched yeah. them in many. But years. you would think yeah. this, you know, the big blinds in your room to raise them and lower them with a huge view of the sky that hits you in the face when you wake up—that you would be properly using the blinds. No, all I day, use all the night. blackout curtains, and I—I right, I don't. And right. uh, during the day, I keep oh, you know what all I the asked? windows you open because the view is so beautiful. Anyway, this is boring for anyone listening. So let's. Right, I, I do remember gears, one more thing just were. to oh. put a. A, a cap on okay. that. I do remember when I walked in last time. I was like, "How does it?" Don't you, I asked you, "Do you have a button to pull to put the shades down?" Like, don't you just have a button? Because it seems like an automatic. You would think that you'd have an automatic. Like you push a button, the shades go down. Like every other rich okay. person's house I've been in. Okay. Uh, but you said, and you kind of sort of snapped at me, and you were like, "You pull the thing," and so right the for thing, the shade, not the blinds. Anyway, okay. For All those good. of us who have curtains, those two things. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. You'll see what I'm saying, but it's going to be fine. Yeah. It just needs maybe a little trim. Maybe trim the string and throw the rest well, away. And uh, fix those sounds blinds. Like I need They're not a whole functional. Fix your no, face. You <laughs> no, you don't. Fix that body. Nothing uh, needs to be replaced. You just, it sounds like it fine. does. And, you know, everything. The blinds are fine. You know, by the way, everything to get replaced is $1,000. Well, so that's the I'm thing. Sure they look so expensive. So I didn't even want to touch right. them. But okay. they didn't. They, they, Oh, now, he, now she's sipping her coffee because I've. Well, I, I feel like I'm getting screamed at, but I mean I'm being honest. Well, you are because I, I just we're seven minutes into this conversation. I, I don't. I'm ready to move on. Okay, good. How was your weekend, dear? Did you have a good travel good. day yesterday? Yes. Great. <laughs> oh, now he's mad. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's got his hand. He's got his chin on his hand. Now, now she's on strike. Now she's on strike. Yeah. She's she's not going to participate at all. Okay. All right. I see. Um. By the way, second morning in a row of waking up at five a.m. and never being able oh. to fall back asleep. I know what that's like. The mind is a dangerous thing. 
it just whirls and whirls and whirls <laughs> and she tosses and she turns yeah. and she tosses and she what's turns. on your mind that's keeping you up oh my god kids the fall classes the beach house camp behavior nannies mm. um that's a lot mainly that stuff I've just been walking around with a lot of stress and I did reach out to this therapist last Friday, but he hasn't responded yet. I mean, it's Wednesday. He came highly recommended. I mean... Even therapists have boundaries and limits. I guess so. I think I'm learning that, you know, I'm his bitch already. I mean... Right. I don't know. I, 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 I emailed him this morning. I'm like... Hate to bother, but can you help me? <laughs> I will say I I and it was one of those mornings, by the way, where I didn't have to be up till eight forty five a.m. It just sleep is over for me. Yeah. Um I will say something a little curious that I woke up to. Woke up to two unsent messages from John Hill at 12.22 in the morning. <laughs> Darling, no, what no, no. did you send me? And then rethink, really? <laughs> that gives me real. I was like, well, this is a bit curious. No. What, what category I, is it in? Uh hate <laughs> really like uh you were yeah, sending like, me something I, mean about someone else yes oh, and i wow. was saying and then you rethought it and then you were like you know i what? thought you know you're it's late where you are it was probably right. nine my times yes, or it whatever was. it was 9 22 to be 9 22 um so 12 yeah right so i thought you don't need and also i didn't need you to and there was no the only thing you could have said would have been like yeah, I know. Like, don't worry about it. Anything, okay. anything you want to share now? No, okay. I don't want. To. It's it's someone I don't like, and I, I, I just is it I someone saw, I know? Yes. Okay, I see. I saw you interacting with someone, and oh. it made me mad. Oh, I think I know exactly. I or, or I was just shocked. Like, what's happening? Okay. But then it was more about me and compare and despair and what's happening with the world. And so instead, I unsent it and I got my attitude into some gratitude, and I went to bed. We're gonna be right back with Eric McCormick on Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eric McCormick is starring on Broadway in The Cottage now. It's at the Helen Hayes Theater through October 29th. And I had Alex Moffat on Watch What Happens Live a couple weeks ago with a big bushy mustache and now i see eric has one are you required to have a mustache to appear in the play a uh, good question uh, you know and if you look back to the film the silent films just before the talkies came in there were a lot of mustaches going out and this okay in 23 so but uh, for me i read this role in like january and i thought i i know who this guy has to look like he has to be errol flynn or Clark Gable. Um, so this is not just a mustache. It's hard to tell them up, but it's very, it's very small and thin, which is perfect for the show and ridiculous in the streets. You just you walk around and people, what's the matter with you? As a gay good. man, I, I see you're. That's where this you, comes up got, a lot. Yeah, so I mean, gay guys love mustaches, but women like, seem to hate them. Right, yeah. right. I'm sure your but wife like doesn't love it. Well, she's she loved it for the show. She saw opening night. She said, I get it, of course. In general, no, she would never choose a mustache. But even just walking down the streets of New York, already feeling 100 years of age these days. But but the mustache, people look at you like, oh, you must be one of those weird old guys that have had the same apartment for 35 years and only gets out once in a while. I mean, it's just right. 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 Well, I think you pull it off very well. But funnily enough, when you when you logged on, I thought the first thought was, oh, my God, I never noticed this. But Eric kind of looks like Gary Janetti, our friend who used to write on Will and Grace. Have you ever gotten that? Gary, you know, I have the same head a little bit. Right. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's what you're going to say. Oh, my God. Eric's dad joined him. That's so right. sweet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, tell me about the cottage. By the way, you are the, just to point out to people, Broadway is still going strong. And it's one of the oh, few or only industries not affected by the strike. Thankfully, because it's a huge industry and it employs a lot of people and it affects tourism and a whole lot of stuff. So we're so grateful that all y'all are able to continue um, bringing entertainment to us and to tourists who come to town and want to see something great. So tell me about the cottage. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems incredible incredibly prescient of, of any of us that were doing it. We had no idea a strike was coming. It's just unbelievably right. lucky timing that we get to do what we do uh, during this time. But yeah, um, I just uh, somehow miraculously, I end up on Broadway every 11 years. It's very, very specific. I did okay. the music 22 years ago and the best man 11 years ago. So wow. Uh, this is just how it, it worked out. My dear pal, Jason Alexander, directing, um, called me and just said he he had a very short window because they finally got a theater. Getting a theater for a play that has everything else set up, a cast and, a, and money and everything else, it's still the biggest deal because it's a finite thing. For a straight play and that isn't a musical, uh, there's maybe eight available ever. So we got a theater. I said yes, and it's I mean, it's a rarity right now. Back in the day, there'd be two Neil Simon plays and an Alan Ackborn or something. Right now, there's just very few straight comedies playing. Um, the theaters are taken up by very big musicals, things that sort of draw the tourists. 
Um, but this one is really, as it turns out, is hysterically funny. Uh, kind of an ode to that sort of period piece that Noel Coward, vaguely Oscar Wilde, wacky farce, um, very much the sex farce. And I think audiences are having, uh, they're surprised because they don't know the play. And yet once the style is established and it's, you know, Moffat and I and Laura Bell Bundy, Lily Cooper running around, it's uh, its more fun than they ever saw coming. Um, it is a new play, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what is Jason Alexander like as a director? Well, I worked with Jason 12 years ago in, in Los Angeles on a production of The Fantastics. He is, I mean, he's an actor's director. You know, he knows exactly what it is to be on the other side, but he also knows as a theater lover what he wants to see. So he he truly brings uh, the best of both worlds. And, and he's just a freaking funny guy he, he he knows from funny he also knows when something's not working so that was right. my delight is you could try stuff and uh, try stuff that he was suggesting and go yeah, and you go yeah 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 yeah. Right. so we threw a lot of shit at the wall and um and i th- it was a process particularly the previews which for some shows previews are just about working out tech uh the, you know the acting the the script doesn't change but for us it was almost like an you know, like an episode of television, we, we, we would change it as, as things didn't work, we were up and down. And so it felt very fluid. And, and what we've ended up with now, eight shows a week, feels very alive and very much like something that we were uh, had a hand in creating because the playwright, Sandy Rustin, um, was very open, very much in the room. And um, so it's, it doesn't feel like some sort of stale revival. It feels like something that is absolutely newly born. In general, do you like being directed by other actors, other people who have primarily are known as actors, or does it not really, is it just a, a, about the person? I haven't had that a lot of times. Um, I think it's, it's, it's just always primarily about storytelling. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, don't tell and me where whether they get that. And... You were, but that's, yeah, it's, it's about, if you understand uh, what the, what the story is and the best way that that this scene can can have a bang for the buck? Then I'm listening, you know. Right, right. Um, you and Sean Hayes uh, launched a podcast a few months ago called Just Jack and Will, which is a Will and Grace rewatch podcast. Which is, I mean, it it just. It's a great idea. I, I want to listen to that podcast. Do you did you start from the beginning or are you cherry picking episodes or how are you how are you deciding? Yeah, because no, so, there have been a lot of episodes of Will and Grace. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I, I want to say that um, this is something we talked extensively with uh, uh, with SAG about that. They have given us permission to keep going with our podcast, despite the fact that it's very much about um about a television show that we're not going to talk at length about now, but right. um, but the podcast itself is really about, very much about our friendship uh, in, in that we we met 25 years ago. There's eight, nine years between us. I was already a guy married and about to have a kid, and he was at just the beginning. And, and we didn't, we only knew each other so well through the years, and then we lost touch right. for a while. We have so rediscovered ourselves in the last, uh, as friends and as as comedians working together in the last seven eight years that that it's been really fun to to realize how 
how the dialogue is now that we're we're grown-ups and we have perspective um that's a lot of it and the other part is just that um we had very different takes on on the show so right what we and we, yeah we're to, to to answer your question we're working through it we'll be around for a while i hope because wow so you you started from episode one and you are going through yeah and wow. uh sort of re- rediscovering it which is the fun of a, of a rewatch um it's, and I'm sure your memories of things, I'm sure he remembers things that you don't and you, he, right? He surprisingly, it's kind of the kick of the podcast. He never watched it. He never watched the show. Oh, he was too wow. young and full of beans and what's next and doing other things. And you know, right. I was so happy in my mid thirties to have a TV show that I'd watch it a lot. So uh, I have very distinct memories of the process and of the show itself of each episode. And he doesn't. And so he's rediscover he's discovering for the first time as I rediscover. And um and that's been really fun because I think now his his perspective as as a man that has found so much success in, in other areas, today as a as a producer and a podcaster, um it's it's really fun. It's it's like two two brothers that have uh, have not talked in a while finding each other. That's great. Have you um, and you have another podcast actually with Stephen Weber? And yes. Tell me about that. That one is really fun, and it's got a little stalled um, for for many reasons. Okay. The strike being one of them. Um, but uh, it, it, Stephen and I have been friends for for years and years and years, and. Uh, we started, we were always dining together and one by one he'd say, you got, Richard Kind is coming tonight. Is that okay? I said, is that okay? It's, of course, it's insane. Right. And, you know, because I'm such a fan of other actors that one by one by one, we started adding guys to this and we'd have sometimes these dinners of 12 character actors. Um, and, uh, you know, and Jason Alexander was part of that. Michael McKee and Spencer Garrett, it was uh, it was so much fun. So we one night we were all chatting and telling stories, and it was one on top of the other over dinner at, La Palm, at the Palm or I don't know something. And we just looked at each other and said, "This is the pod- This is a podcast. Just guys, <laughs> not just guys, but actors in general eating and telling war stories um, about fake wars uh, is fun." And sure enough, that's, <clears throat> so that's what we've been doing. It's called Eating Out with Eric and Steve. There are like uh, five or six available, and we'll and we'll do, do more you actually? Do you actually eat out on the podcast? Not yet, because, oh, you know, COVID. Uh, right. But uh, eventually, when everything settles, we will uh, sit in a restaurant okay. and pour So you need to be careful with your chewing, because people are very annoyed by, and I will, you know, I speak for myself, because I'm a big, if there's food in front of me, I will chew it, whether there's a microphone or not. People I get agree. very upset. Called misophonia, I think. And, and oh, yeah, people have my son, my son, if I if I make a sandwich, he leaves the room. There's I no have way it. And he eats on the radio and it kills me. Wow. <laughs> it's it is annoying. And yet it's the sort of the flavor of the podcast. And, and we sometimes we will add a little, you know, to the tinkling of forks and knives. Oh, I like play. that. Oh, OK. Well, that's cute. You really? Want um, to ASMR. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. I, what we often found, particularly if we were in, you know, Hollywood or West Hollywood, was that we could sense a table of tourists kind of leaning in because they right, were right. one or two of us. Yeah, oh, guys, I bet. How do those guys know each other? Why? Are they, right. 
you know, and then our favorite was always that somebody would eventually get up the courage to walk over. And if there's six of us at a table, it's like, which one? Who are they coming to say hi to? Usually Cranston. But uh, but you never know. Sometimes it's, uh, it's a LeVar Burton fan and they don't recognize the rest of it. Um, you uh, you are one of our famous Canadians. Ah. Who is your <laughs> favorite Canadian celebrity? Anne Murray? Oh, that's really, really, really freaking tough. Um, uh, I've never met Anne. My favorite, uh, it's, a, it's a slightly obscure one perhaps for some of your listeners. He was the lead singer of the Guess Who. Uh, his name is Burton Cummings. Wow. Burton Cummings was the original, he sang the original American Woman and These Eyes and No Time. And he had a tremendous solo career uh, in Canada. He had one hit here as a solo artist in 76. Uh, and it went something like this. Stand tall, don't you fall. Do you remember that song? It was like on the charts for like that four weeks. Anyway, <laughs> Burton Cummings is my, I think my favorite Canadian. And where do you stand it. on Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh. Uh, well, hopefully I don't because she's small. I'd kill her. Right. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, but hey. I'm standing next to Carly Rae. I, here's what's weird. I was once, I was not a celebrity. I was not like a guest judge, but I was in the front row of Canadian Idol when it exists. Yes, yeah, she was okay. on it. I was there for, I think, the final episode of the of the year she was on. Yeah. I think she won. Did she win no, Canadian she, Idol? No, she was did second she or win? third. I don't I think really? she won, but she was up but there. But that was yeah. how she became famous? Yeah, yeah and that was before I, Call Me Maybe. And so, wow, you know, like, like all those people, right? The people that don't win, uh, right. they're sort of they're automatically and also ran until you can come out and do it. And she, wow. when she had that yeah. song. Oh. Now, you have a star on both the Hollywood and the Canada Walk yeah. of Fame. I would like to point out I have a star on the Hollywood and the St. Louis Walk ah. of Fame. Now, yeah. where is the Canada Walk of Fame? It is uh, downtown Toronto in the theater districts. I am right okay. near Getty Lee from Rush. And uh, all right. Yeah. Mm. Who, who, oh, I'm. Um, 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 uh, Sarah, who just uh, who just won Sarah Polly, who just won an Oscar for writing yes. Women Talking. Wow! Uh, a lot of great Canadians okay. in a row. Monkey Hall is just down the uh, down the street. From and me. and and what? Which day was more exciting for you? The Hollywood Walk of Fame Day or the Canada Walk of Fame Day, and why? Question. Canada came first, and and it was my parents had just passed away, and and I so it was sort of very much for them. But part of the reason I said what I said before, uh, there was a surprise for me. Deborah Messing hosted my part of the of the. It was Howie Mandel was the host of the whole evening. It was on television in Canada. Wow. Deborah, yeah, Deborah was the surprise. Here's the host of the Eric section, and right at the end of it, when it looked like I was going to get up on stage and, and make my thank you speech, she said, oh, stay seated. We have one more guest for you. And the screen that she was on went up and it was Burton Cummings at the piano playing my favorite song by the Guess Who. So that, that was No that, way! That really happened uh, 13 years so ago. So, wow. And this really ties into our previous conversation. I'm so glad I asked who your favorite Canadian was. It's only then that I got to know him after he's, right. he, he, he surprised me at this event. Um but then when it was 2017 um, in Hollywood and I 
asked, just a total fluke, I asked Michael Douglas, who I had not seen really since, I don't think since uh, the Will and Grace episode all those years ago, and I'm not supposed to talk about it. So um, right. I apologize for saying that, but that's how I knew him. And he said, yes. And he presented to me. Michael presented wow. my, my star to me on the Walk of Fame. And that is so cool. So great. So um, wow, they were both very... and uh, did your parents. now let me ask you this. Did your parents get to see any of your will and grace success? Yes, they very much oh, did. Good. And they, they still passed far too early. Yeah. Thank you. But um, but no, they very much got to see they got to meet my son, even though he, he was very young when when we lost them. So um, it's 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 very sad. My father had been uh, I didn't even know this. He didn't talk about it for years. But when before I was born, he was trying to be an actor in Toronto mm-hmm. and actually went to school for it at the same place I ended up going to school. And I had no idea he'd even gone what? there. So wow. it was a secret he kept of a kind of dream he had that he didn't want to entertain it was it was the wow. 50s an impractical dream to have but once i found out about it once this the success started uh slowly i every job sort of felt like i was acting for doing two. it for him yeah um did he, what did he wind up doing out of curiosity he was a financial analyst for shell oil wow. school and isn't that there. amazing which is, oh, well, that must have meant so much to him to see yeah. you do that and to have such incredible success. I mean, what a what a story. Yeah. And, and but this crux of the story is not so much that she had to give up dreams and be practical. Lots of people have always had to do that. What's weird is that he just didn't tell me, he, he, you know, I'm here. I am at the same school. It turns out we had a teacher in common, this old teacher in Jack McAllister taught my father 30 years earlier. Wow. So, yeah. And uh, did he ever and, say to you, this means this is so incredible to see you do this. Did he ever talk about it with he you? Did, but only when I discovered this sort of diary of, uh, not even, a, I think it was a diary my mother had kept of just clippings. He'd been in plays in Toronto and, and, uh, shots at from Ryerson, which is where I was at at the time. And I went to my mother and I said, what the fuck? And she said, yeah, um, that was sort of before he backed out. And when I finally cornered him, it was at a restaurant. We were, we were, we met for lunch downtown and I had to get back to school. He had to get back to work, but I just, this, I, he just brushed it off and said, ah, well, you know, it was a different time. I wasn't as serious about it as you were. And as we were leaving the restaurant, Suddenly, that whole facade just cracked, and he started to cry. Wow. And he came to me in the middle of a very crowded mall in downtown Toronto, and he just said, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, very, very proud of you. And wow. walked away, and we never we never talked about it again. No. Oh wow. It was just like I something expect- he had fully buried, and I think was stunned wow. when his yeah. firstborn kid was – I mean, I was – doing plays in you know first grade so it was it was always there and i think it came naturally to you without any suggestion wow yeah exactly and and but a lot of guys probably would have gone you know walked into the second grade play and said yeah taught him everything he knew right never Never took any credit even though clearly it was handed down directly well excuse me but not only did he not take credit but and i don't want to harp on this too much but 
it's stunning to me that you were in the school that he went to being taught by someone that taught him and he did not say it. He didn't mention it. I mean, that's, that's stunning. And not only, so, and, and not only that, so Ryerson at the time was not uh, a university. Uh, it's become one since, but it was sort of a community college virtually. Okay. And, uh, no, there was no degree to be had. And so choosing it rather than the University of Toronto or something was, you know, I could tell I, at least I thought Incredible. I was sort of letting them down um, that I wasn't getting a degree. And, um, and, it, and I chose the theater program, but 30 years earlier, my father in 1952. It, he might not have been able to talk about it because it was so uncanny. So uncanny. He chose the radio and television arts program in 52. Wow. When, you know, 5% of the country had televisions. It was just bizarre that he was, It's he, is, he appeared to be someone on the cutting edge. Like, you know, he would have been like William Shatner or Lauren Green or one of those Canadians right, that, right, right. that was- Are you writing own. this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's- I it's, mean, um, honestly. I've often tried to write father-son stuff with, with very much with this theme. Wow. Wow. Did you, do you, do you have brothers and sisters? One of each. They're both still in Toronto. And uh, did they, I mean, they must, have you discussed, have you kind of broken this down with them? This. Yeah. And, and, and and yet at the same time, you know, I was first born. uh, I was out of the house relatively early and I knew what I wanted to do. And I was, Though I wasn't famous till I was in my 30s, my 20s were nonstop uh, theater. I was just touring Canada and doing a lot. And just I was always working at a time when my brother and sister were trying to figure out exactly what they wanted to do. And so, of course, I got an undue amount of attention from from mom and dad. So I, I don't I don't think my brother and sister always wanted to break down my my life so much. But uh, but we since particularly since the passing of my parents, we've. We've thrown that ball around a lot. How my brother always says, you know, brothers and sisters don't really grow up in the same house. Everyone has their own yeah. experience of the family, you know. And uh, he's right. six years younger, yeah. so I think a very different experience. Right. Wow. Well, there's a play in there somewhere. Maybe. Uh, and speaking of plays, you can see Eric on Broadway in the Cottage now. I did not have. Eric McCormick making me cry on my bingo card today, but you did. And I appreciate that. That was just a great conversation and uh, can't wait to see the cottage. Uh, People are really loving it. And I mean, I think it's worth it just for the mustache, worth the ticket price. Three mustaches in this play. There you go. I mean, that's something to see. That's, you know. You're 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 close to a minion. You're close to uh, the village people. You're close to a lot. Um, thank you, Eric. Uh, really appreciate it. We are going to be right back I with you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Give fifteen percent cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Adidas, Elf Cosmetics, and Lego. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. You can save on everything you need for summer like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. 
That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I gotta tell you something. Something weird happened to me. We were talking yesterday about Twitter. And I was saying I haven't really been on Twitter. Um, I've been using threads. And sometimes I go on there and I you know, look around on Twitter or whatever. And it took me a minute to kind of process this. But I was fishing around Twitter the other day. And there's this, you know, it's so interesting on social media. And I think it started with, for me, it started, I guess, with Facebook and whatever. I was never on MySpace. But, you know, you would meet people and you you began kind of virtual friendships with people uh, who you would interact with and sometimes flirt with and... Yeah, you know, I got a lot just, of those friends, right? And you know what's interesting is that now we're in 2023, and um, there there are people that, without realizing it or not, I guess I've been kind of weirdly interacting with since even before I got famous or around the time or whatever, and. There was this guy, um, and I can't remember where I first, how I first started interacting with him, but his handle on online was Tennessee Tony, and he had a blog, and he wrote in his blog about small town life. He lived somewhere in Tennessee. He lived with his grandma, who he called Granny. He was around my age. He was a little younger. And he lived with his grandma, and I think she was very sick, and he took care of her. And he had a boyfriend for many years who he called the attorney. And it was, you know, you would read, he would write these short stories about his life. And um, he also, <laughs> as things, you know, happen in the world and maybe how we, you know, our attention is how we keep coming back. But he also really frankly had a very impressive um penis and he would also without uh, in addition to these short stories and stuff he would post pictures of himself online so you know like you know you give everybody you give them the literature and you give him a little skin you know keep everybody coming back what can i say and so we've really been and and he's been such a great kind of loyal watch what happens live fan and bravo fan and very unlikely i mean he would probably characterize himself as a little bit of a redneck as they say and uh he he's just and any time when i've been in public kind of scrutiny or people have been coming after me or Kathy Griffin or, you know, name your poison of people kind of picking fights with me or whatever it is. I would all I have always through the years um, come to really warm my heart 
in a DM on Twitter from him saying, you know, like, uh, hey, um, you know, chin up, this is bullshit or whatever, just something really nice. And I'd be like, wow, you know, really nice. Thank you for reaching out. So nice. And I remember when Anderson and I were going uh, to Nashville to perform, I really tried to get him to come with his boyfriend. I was like, look, I'm, I'm, we'll give you tickets. He's like, my granny's sick. It's really hard to get away. And um, I was supposed to go to Nashville today, actually. I think, was it today or tomorrow, uh, for an interview. I had reached out to Tony, uh, like, I don't know, a while ago, Uh, A month or two ago when I found out I was going to Nashville and I think he lived in Knoxville or something. And I said, look, you know, I think I got to go to Nashville and um, I would love to see you. I don't know how far you are, but I'd love to meet you and your boyfriend and take you out for a drink. You know, you've always been so kind and uh, be fun to meet you. And um, and I, I didn't hear I kind of forgot about it. But I realized the other day, like, wow, you know, I never heard back from Tennessee Tony. You, by the way, our our correspondence was very kind of stop and start, and again, it was sometimes based on whatever crisis I was going through. Um, and I, uh, I, I wound up, as I said the other day, fishing around. Yeah, you know, I was going around on Twitter, blah blah blah, and. Um, there's a post from Tennessee Tony and it said, um, you know, basically just wanted to report that Tennessee Tony passed away. Uh, he had an accident at work and um, he had like some blunt head trauma to his head and may he rest in peace. And I was like, wow. And I went back and started looking at my DMs. And John, I've been talking to this guy in DMs. Just really, I'm, you know, his grandma wound up passing away. And I DM'd him and said, I'm, so he, had, he tweeted, he said, I've been off Twitter, off my blog for a long time because, you know, granny passed away. Just really, and I went back, I was like, because I, I wanted to see what our correspondences were and stuff. I was like, I have been talking to this guy for 13 years. I never met him in person. I would say once a year, I would say, when are you going to get up to New York? And he had never been. And I kept saying, when you come to New York, I'm going to, you know, I want you to come to watch what happens live. I want you to be my guest. I want to get you tickets for a show because he was really kind of a country bumpkin in the sweetest way. But I just feel like it's so, it just really struck me that I never met him in person. He was always, you know, it was like, it was such a kind friendship. It was, it was a friendship, even though we never met, we never spoke on the phone, but he was so supportive. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's too bad. That sucks. And it was a post about him that you found on Twitter. Yeah. Or was, Oh, it's like it goes to show, though, like I do have a lot of people I keep in touch with who I've never met to who are kind of like my IG friends. Right. Um, you know, I met the Smith sisters on MySpace and we were friends for 50, for like 10 years without ever. Meeting. Wow. Well, that's amazing. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm getting pals. at. It's like we have yeah. these relationships with people that we've never actually met. Yeah. And I just wish, you know, I just I so wish that I had gotten to meet this guy. And it's yeah. so sad. He was 49. I have so many questions. I don't know his last name. I can't find an obit. Um but it's just It like, would be a crazy wow. twist if the whole time it was he wasn't real and it was Kathy Griffin. That would have that's <laughs> I thought you were going to blow my mind with something like that. No. That's I feel bad for him. That's such a tragic story though that he I passed mean, away. It's like it's just crazy. You also never know like, you know, a, a blunt accident at work, you know, you know, tell people you love them when you have the time to, right. to be grateful and present. You know, you never know. I, I could be going to the coffee machine that doesn't work, and that could be the last time you see me. Right, right. So tell I, me you love me. I, well, I love you, babe. I'm happy that I met Same. you and that you broke me my too. curtains in my apartment. Incorrect. Just kidding. Hey, John, that's it for today. We're going to be back uh, next week. Uh, and you can hear us weekdays on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. See you right here, though, next week. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Adidas, Elf Cosmetics, and Lego. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. You can save on everything you need for summer like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.